Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Yardak is the ambassador to Atlantis, which the last ambassador was actually his father, who was killed in the War of 1812. And now it's Yardak's turn to step up to the plate and see what he can do for the people of Atlantis. We made a schedule this morning and like we had one big scene left and you said you wanted to get that done today. Why? What's up? Uh, something's going down. And Bethany kind of rolls her eyes. Let's do the big scene, and then I need to head out. Just just go. We'll, we'll talk later. And Ruby, you get a hero point. Myra, Myra, listen. Your brother works overnight security at a storage facility for Red Crystal International. And he doesn't know what they stole yet. Like, RCI didn't report it. RCI prefers to keep things very private. It is mid-December in Riverside City. Snow covers the rooftops of the buildings. Homes are lit with people avoiding the chilly weather. Yardak, you are sitting on the end of a pier near the southern docks. The water below your feet has large chunks of ice in it. You're staring off into the distance, thinking about the past few months since your encounter with Adrian Hughes and Tristan Wagner. What have you been up to? Well, the fight with Adrian Hughes really changed my perspective on Betsy, and I've been wanting to uh, avenge her in a way. So I have been investigating the production and distribution of the pills that Adrian was using during our fight. I've had a bit of help in my search for my somewhat unlikely accomplice, none other than Miss Ruth Day. After encountering her on numerous occasions during our missions, I realized that having someone who can so easily enter and exit so many places would be quite handy to have on my side. After a little persuasion on my part, Ruth was definitely up for having a little extra excitement in her life. The headway is a little lacking so far, but we aren't giving up. All right, moments later... You feel a hand on your shoulder. Myra, across town at Union Echo Base, you're enjoying a break during your training day with Frank. He gave you an hour, but of course you finish your lunch in mere moments. It's been months since your frightful encounter with Emily Hahn, who Frank has codenamed Wraith. How have you been? I've been working real hard on trying to be the best new agent I can be, and I've been keeping my brother posted on all my progress. Well, suddenly, you feel your phone buzz. It's a call from your brother Mo. Ruby, you're holed up at home with your roommate Bethany as you're editing your film. Now, you said before it was a uh, about a woman pulled into a world of espionage. What's it called? Well, oh no. <laughs> um, <laughs> on the spot. I'm, like, scared I'm going to say, like, think of a movie, because there's, like, and then it'll be, like, a title of something. 
Don't get too in your head about this. What did you say it was about? A woman pulled into, like, espionage. Oh my god, my mind just went, like, spy girl, and I was like, no, that is not. <laughs> it, it can be whatever you want, really. Cliches are acceptable. Ooh, the Maltese maiden. It, like how they have, like, the Maltese falcon. No, I know what you meant. <laughs> I, I do not understand that reference. I, I got you. I took a film class and had to watch it. That can be Re- Rachel or Ruby, because that is something Rachel had to do. But Ruby probably had to do that, too. Ooh. Uh, is the character, like, any sort of... Is she, like, American or is she from somewhere else? Probably American. Oh, because I was going to say, like, you can be, like, the girl from blank or, like, the lady from blank. You know what? I'll say that her codename is the Black Cat, because I just saw the cat walking by. Okay, so what is the name of the film? The name of the film is The Black Cat, as that is the lead character's codename. I'm going to need you to make a couple rolls for me, though. Okay. First, you're going to make a uh, filmmaking roll. Ooh. I pushed my phone away from me so I wouldn't be tempted to look at it, and then I forgot I need the calculator. 30! Okay, now I need you to roll a persuasion check. Ooh, so good. 23. Okay, and finally, roll a technology check. Sixteen. Bethany, your best friend, your roommate, she's been a little distant lately. She went home to Texas briefly, right after filming wrapped up, but even after has been a little off. Right now, she's sitting in her chair next to you, her headphones on, as she scrubs her way through the footage of the alley scene you shot a few months back. Hey, Bethany. What do you think of the work we did? Oh, uh, she takes off her headphones and looks over to you. I mean, I think this this one turned out pretty well. I was able to get that last scene filmed and, and the lighting looks okay. I might have to do a little color correction, you know. Is there anything you need to, you want or need to talk about? And she starts to tap her fingers on the desk and says, no, no, I, I, I just want to get back to editing. I want to try and get it a good stopping point for the day. Okay, well, I'm here if you need anything. Yeah, and she puts her headphones back on and keeps editing. Suddenly there's a buzz at your door from the downstairs entrance. I, I go to... How do you let someone in and you press a button, right? I've never actually lived in an apartment like that. Yeah, usually there's like an intercom to check who it is and like a button to buzz them in. So I go to, I've lived in apartments, just not one with that setup. I got you. Yeah, like I guess I go to the intercom and ask who it is. Hey, Ruby. It's uh, Agent Alan Rickard. Because <laughs> this is an audio thing. Dan just did like two finger guns at me. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby gonna get it. <laughs> Because Ruby likes him. Hello, Ag- uh, Agent Rickard. Smooth. Hey, um, y- y- you, mi- you mind if I come up? It's it's a little cold out here. Sure, and I do whatever you do to let people in in this situation. <laughs> There's usually a button that you buzz, just for the record. Okay, I this is from TV, so I'm not, like, positive that my knowledge is correct on this. I press the button to let him up. Uh, moments later... You hear like a tiny little kick at the at the door. I open the door. And when you open it up, uh, Rickard's standing there. He's in a more casual wear, but he's holding two cups of coffee. <laughs> Hi, uh, come on in. And he walks on in and he uh, goes to hand you one of the cups of coffee. Thank you. 
no worries. I was in the neighborhood and I just thought I'd stop and say hi, see how the editing's going. It's going well. Uh, Beth and I have been working on it a lot today. Oh, awesome. I'm, I'm, I didn't interrupt you, did I? Uh, n- no, no. Uh, uh, break's always welcome. <laughs> hi, I assume if, has he met Bethany? Uh, well, has he seen Bethany? Have you uh, brought him by the apartment before? <laughs> I'm assuming because I didn't seem surprised he was there. Bethany, you remember Alan Rickard? Right as you were handing off the coffee that Bethany walked out and she just was kind of getting herself a glass of water. And she lazily waves at Rickard and says, oh, hey, Alan. And kind of just shuffles her way back into the into the room to continue editing. And Rickard looks at you and goes, she all right? I... She says she is. And he kind of, he, sh- he shrugs his shoulders. Yeah, that's how it goes sometimes. Mind if I chill for a little bit, warm up before I head out? Sure. W- uh, what are you doing uh, in this part of, of town? Ah, I was just, I had the day off. I was out. Thought I'd swing by and see how you're doing. Okay. Myra, Moe's calling you on the phone. He's actually been out of town recently, so you haven't seen him in a couple days. Hey, Mo, what's up? How have you been? How's your trip? Hey, Myra. It is going well. I just wanted to talk to my big sister. Did I catch you at a good time? Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm in the middle of a break, but, you know, training all day, every day. Yes, yes. I, I, hope, I hope it's been going well today. Uh, what have, um, who are you working with today? I was working with Frank. Wait, did they meet? They have never met. They've never met. I was going to say, this is, a, this is a great chance to figure out what all you've told him about training at Union. True. I was training with Frank Dunlap today. Uh, He's the one who was in charge of our... Shit, what was that room called again? With the illusions? The horns. Yeah, the horns. The horns. Holographic intensity chamber. Holographic hazard intensity chamber. Holographic hazard intensity chamber. Okay. Today I was working with Frank Dunlap, who you might remember I told you um, was the one in charge of the holographic hazard intensity chamber missions that we were practicing in. Oh, very cool. And you feel it's going well? I think so, but I'm not the expert. Well, um, RCI has been treating me very well since the whole incident on the bridge and recovering those items. That's good. They've been entrusting me with more responsibility lately. And I am in a con- I am at a conference right now in Texas. I don't know if I actually had a chance to tell you about any of that. No, you didn't. Tell me more. It's just kind of a meeting of a lot of the different security members of the company. I was sent as the representative for for my station, and it's just been interesting getting to talk to all of them about, you know, the different items that we keep and just uh, what all RCI has to offer in terms of a career path. That sounds super important. I'm proud of you. Luckily, I was on a break at school anyway, so I can I can give this my give this my attention, but I'm I am excited to get back to my classes and to continue offering everything I can. For RCI, they, like I said, they've been treating me very well. That's awesome. When are you coming back? I should be home in like two days, definitely before the uh, the holiday season, because I know that they're going to have me covering for a lot of other people who are who are taking off. Oh, okay. Keep me posted. Will do. I should actually get to the next panel, so I will talk to you later. All right, get to it. Bye. Yardak, on the pier, you look up. Somewhat startled when the hand touches your shoulder, because you were in a bit of a daze. It's security officer, waitress, multi, <laughs> multi-use individual, Ruth Day. Hey, I, hey I, I tried to get your attention, but you were, like, zoned out. 
Yeah, sorry, Ruthie. I was just giving some thought to what's been going on recently. Uh, what brings you here? You told me to meet you? Oh, oh, that's right, that's right. That totally slipped my mind. So, what have you, what have, what have you specifically been tasking Ruth with looking for? Basically, it, she has just been my... Would you call her a patsy? No, that's somebody you take that takes the fall for you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. No, I've bas- like I've basically since she is a like a temp worker wherever she goes, I use her as like the person who like gets in and then she can kind of sneak me into places. So she's just kind of my in. And then whenever like I'm doing my thing, if she so happens to like overhear some things that she's working, then she reports back to me. Okay, and, like, is there anything, any specific place you've been trying to, like, you know, get her to look at right now in regards to Wagner or Hughes or any of them? Lately, I've been having Ruth attempt to work her way up to fancier and fancier events, so hopefully she can then cater one at Tristan's place. Ruth's actually, like, really bundled up because of, uh, like I said, snowing and it's pretty cold out. But you, meanwhile, are in, like, your normal gear, which is, you know, very, very summer, summer weather appropriate. Yeah. And she's shivering a little bit as she's talking to you. Yeah, um, I, uh, we've got another gig. I was gonna say, I've been kind of doing a little detective work, finding out, like, what, uh, what subsidiaries Wagner owns, see what, uh, what I can get connected to right now. It's a far shot, but, like, I'm working for a catering company that sometimes caters one of their subsidiaries, but I don't think it's anything specifically, like, pharmaceutical related. Wow. I, even if it's not, that's really good work, Ruth. Uh, you've been more than pulling your weight in this endeavor. And she smiles at you. She's, you know, real happy that, that she's doing good work. And so why why do you have Ruth doing this and not Union? It's more my vendetta against Tristan and Adrian than it is a team thing. Especially as we couldn't really pin anything on them in the first place. And Union seems to be tasked with other issues elsewhere so i'm while we are doing our general union work this is kind of my brainchild if you will and uh, after your fight with adrian you know union did take her into custody and she's actually being held at union bravo base which is near dc Mm. ruth looks at yardak and says is there anything specific i should be trying to look for or like you know anyone i should talk to it sounds sort of cliche but you know they look rich. They're probably in on it. <laughs> well, like, well, now hold on. That's the. It's not the proper way to word it. Follow the money. Yeah, basically is what. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say is follow the money, especially in an event like this where it's pharmaceuticals that are giving ordinary people powers. That's not small potatoes by any means. And Ruth looks like hopeful but also very concerned about this mission when suddenly a stream of water shoots out from the river into the air and lands on the pier ruby back at your apartment you're hanging out with rickard okay uh roll an insight check i rolled 17 i'm looking what my what would it be like to be able to do simple math in my head 25 okay He's looking around your apartment, and he's, like, smiling and looking around, but he looks a little apprehensive. Anything on your mind, Alan? Yeah, I might be, uh, I'm gonna be getting sent out on a, on a mission pretty soon. Oh, um, okay, this, Rachel, 
has he been doing missions recently? Because he was in a coma not that long ago. Or is this like the first time he's going out? No, uh, this is the first time he's, this is going to be the first time that he'll be sent like out of the city for a mission, but he's okay. been back in like, in like working capacity for a couple months now at this point. Okay. Do you know where you're going to be going? You don't have to tell me if that would get you in trouble. <laughs> I don't know if I should. It's, uh, it's not like classified. I mean, you know, in the way that everything we do is kind of classified, but it's, uh, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know how much, uh, how much Kevin wants me talking about it. Fair. Do you, when, do you know when you're going to go? Could be as soon as tomorrow. It's going to be within the week, that much I know. I'm glad I got to see you before you go. Do you know how long you'll be gone? Hard to say. You know, it's just uh, until the mission's done, I guess. I'm glad I got to see you too. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked at Sama's face and she has a grin. Audience goes, ooh. <laughs> we ship it. If you, uh. <laughs> Look, what are we on Full House? If you do, we have to come up with their ship name. Um, if you do want to try to convince any more out of him, it will take a persuasion check. Well, I'll be... Yeah, I have the problem where Ruby wouldn't want to get him in trouble, because, you know, it's her friend. So she wouldn't want to, like, push him that far, so I don't... Well, I'll miss you while you're gone. I'll miss you too, Ruby. Ruby might be like Rachel, who doesn't know how to flirt. Are they dating? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Myra, back at the horns, you've been working with Frank now for a little while since your break ended. Mm-hmm. And he's been having you run like a lot of laps. And he's up in the control room. Come on, Myra, you can do it. I need you to go a little faster for me. I'm doing my best. <laughs> All right, I want you to roll a uh, movement check against your uh, against your running capability. Super speed. Yes, it is called super speed. Hold on. Enhanced initiative three, quickness ten, speed fifteen. So is it fifteen? I'd be adding the speed one. Okay. 20. All right. You actually, you're running, and he's got kind of like a field simulation pulled up, like kind of like a forest, Mm -hmm. and you've been dipping and dodging out of trees. You know, he's kind of testing out your reflexes and everything. Mm -hmm. And you actually, like, start to run so fast that there's a bit of a sonic boom, and the simulation glitches out for a moment, and you actually hit a wall. Ouch. Suddenly the simulation goes, goes blank. And the holograms all turn off, and you're just in the bright white and yellow room of the holographic hazard intensity chamber. Frank runs down the stairs. Yo, My- Myra, you all right? I'm I'm okay. And he kind of like looks you over a little bit, and he's like, uh, all right, doesn't look any, you know, I'm sure it stings, but it doesn't look like there's gonna be any permanent damage. Uh, uh that's good to know. <laughs> are you Are you all right? Are you Can you Can you stand up? Yeah, yeah. Give me a minute. Alright, alright, alright. And then I do eventually stand up. I think I think that's the fastest you ever run. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think I think you like I'm gonna say like a twenty five percent increase. Oh wow. How fast was I going? I think you might have hit uh I think you might have hit sixty four thousand. You might I think like I said, you uh you actually I should real quick, I should actually look up what the sound barrier is. True. Speed of sound. She would have made a sound if, like, she broke it, right? Like, boom. Right. Things you know from living on Air Force bases when the planes kept goddamn breaking it. As you seem amazed, Myra, Frank looks around the horns, and he can see, like, tiny little cracks in the exterior walls. Yeah, you definitely, uh, you definitely broke the sound barrier. That's gonna be a fun to fix. Oops. (laughs) My bad. 
and he and he shakes his head. No, 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 no. That I mean, I mean, it's annoying, but like not not annoying on you. It's it's amazing. <laughs> True. <laughs> I like how you started him as a like a New York accent, and he really quickly became Jersey Italian. So we talked a little bit about this. So what kind of things are you looking to upgrade with your character now that you have like your ten points? Um, let me look at my sheet. That's how many points we're going to get per character? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think I want to do something with intimidation. Okay. Investigation and persuasion. Okay. Because I only have one point in those, and I think they're important when you're an agent. Yeah, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. So now that you're back up and standing, Frank looks at you. Hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, go, go back to the lab real quick. I got something I want to show you. Okay. You walk through the door that would all otherwise lead to the control room, and he swipes his key card and enters the, uh, engineering bay lab. And it looks a little cleaner. You've been coming here, like, you know, pretty often now, and he's definitely been cleaning it up and maintaining it a little better. Uh, but as I say, he's still kind of, like, the only engineer in this particular facility. Mm-hmm. And he walks you on over to a display case. Inside of it, there is a, almost looks like like a rubbery kind of material, but there's a purple suit with a teal lightning bolt going through it. Ooh. Super suits. <laughs> yeah, I've, uh, I've been working on this for a little while now. I, I, I'm, you know, it's still prototyping, but I wanted to get uh, your feedback on it. What do you think? I know you wear a lo- I know you wear a lot of purple, so like I wanted it to be a style. I love it. It's my favorite colors. All right. Were you to accept this, uh, and I'm speaking game master now, uh, it is going to add a mild. It is going to cost like one point because it's going to add a mild bit of protection. Okay. So then I'll have like nine points left. Correct. Okay. Keep in mind that skills like persuasion and stuff, you get two ranks for every point you put into them. Okay, oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll pay the point. Okay. For the suit. I mean, worth it. Okay, okay. Frank kind of, like, pats on the suit. Yeah, yeah, it's got a- I've got a couple different, like, uh, uh, zipper systems, so you can put it on real quick, and, uh, and I'll say it's- it's pretty much friction-proof. Uh, you should be able to run your full speed, even- even this new- new top speed, you know, without- without really damaging the suit. He looks over at you, and you- both can see that there's like now from running so fast, there's like some phrase in your standard <laughs> issue union uniform, um, like a little bit, like not like a lot, but like a little bit of singes on it. Mm-hmm. I have a very important question. Yeah. Does it have pockets? Do you, do you, are you, wait, wait, I want to, are you asking that in character? Yes. <laughs> Come on. What do you take me for? Of course it's got pockets. Yay. <laughs> you got to carry stuff in the field. <laughs> Kids these days. <laughs> well, traditionally, female superheroes barely have clothes. Yeah. So. That's fair. Not wrong. And he points out, uh, since since you don't seem to uh, like like a full hood kind of deal, I got, as I say, I got a thing, you know, kind of like your scarf here attached to it so you can cover, cover your face. It also uh, has a little bit of help against, like, smoke inhalation. Oh, my God. That's perfect. And, uh... I was thinking, since uh, since you're going to be out in the field now more, uh, I think you need a code name. Hmm. I'm so excited, and it's not even me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I was going to say, I mean, a lot of times I just throw the names on, but, but if you got any ideas, I'm open. 
I've actually been thinking about this forever, and I want to be called Hyperact. Well, Hyperact it is. <gasps> and uh, he actually whips out he whips out a pad and he types it in. I've added that to your file. Oh my god, it's real! <laughs> <laughs> That's in character. Keep it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, this is RC. Fandom and charity collide at Rebel Cause. They are a group of Star Wars fans dedicated to doing good in their community by raising money for the homeless. Co-founder Caden Stetler sat down with me to talk a little bit about the group, which is poised to expand its mission. We're actually right on the cusp of this awesome month. Uh, We have four events in the next month. And of course, the hope that this expansion continues. Hopefully an opportunity to actually maybe get like a food truck or set up something where we could actually feed the homeless like our crew is doing it. It's all about bringing a little light into people's lives. The best way I've learned to describe Rebel Cause is we're a rebellion of hope. Care to learn more? You can find a link to Rebel Cause at masksandmayhem.com support. All right. Ruby. Yes. Uh, back at your apartment. Rickard's uh, finishing up his coffee. When your uh, when your phone buzzes, uh, is it a text or a call? It's a call. It's actually uh, Sloane Matthews, Doctor Alvarado's assistant. Okay, I answer it and say hello. Hey, 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 Ruby. G- good, gotcha. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm just calling. Uh, doctor is out for a little bit. You know, on something or another. You know, they're always sending her all over the place. Anyway, I uh, I got I wanted to get some notes for her. Um, let's say it's about that, uh, I mean, it's a couple months now, but, like, about your whole dazzle power. You got, you got a minute? Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, let me see what she wants, what she wants, da 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 Uh, when the new power began, I was gonna say, I think, I think she already knows this, but just for clarity's sake, when the new power began, what triggered it? Uh, when, uh, when Ulrich attacked me when he was in his werewolf-like form. And you hear, like, a clickety-clack on a keyboard. All right, all right, all right. Um... And what were you feeling at the time? Panicked. Although I've been able to do it uh, like in other moods now that I know that I have it. Oh, oh, sweet! I was actually that was my next yeah. question is if you can like produce it on the fly. Yeah, I was. I uh, used it against uh, when I was fighting Emily. All right, all right. And and your enemies? Does it? What kind of? What is it doing to them? Is it blinding them? Is it actually like you know any kind of like physical corrosion or anything? Or is it just you know blinding them for the most part? It like. Seems to confuse and, like, affect their sight. All right, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Um, any other new abilities? Anything else unusual? Make any cool illusions since, uh, since that whole kerfluffle in the prison ward? Nothing new. Uh, just stuff I knew I could do before. No, like, amazing abilities that I've discovered. I gotcha, I gotcha. Well, I, I mean, I do have a note here that, uh, that you use it in your filmmaking. Uh, yes. is that, uh, anything, anything for this? Uh, I don't need it. I don't need spoilers. I'm just wondering. Just like special effects. Like if I need an explosion, I don't need to like make one in a computer or like ex- like actually blow something up. I just make it look like something's blowing up and film it. Oh, okay. That is that an actual example or are you just like give me theory theoretical? Uh, actual example. Ooh, I'm gonna put that out on a on a on a forum. I'm gonna tell everyone there's an explosion in your movie. <laughs> oh no. No, 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 I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right, all right, uh, all right, thanks for your time. I'll catch you on the flip side. Okay, talk to you later. He actually's already hung up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back at the docks. Ruth cries out when the flow of water begins to take on a humanoid form. 
The figure begins to walk towards you, becoming more solid. Clad in robes covered in Atlantean runes, it's Ula Bryn, the king's advisor. The old woman scoots slowly towards the two of you, hands in her robes. As she approaches, she reaches out a hand to touch your face, Yardak. It is good to see you, young one. Ula Bryn, what, what brings you to the mainland? Ah, in my age, I wish to see the surface world. Has she not seen the surface world before? No, you've all been underwater for all your lives. How, how old did we decide that she is? About 500. Okay. Okay, I mean, yeah, definitely. I can show you around what I've seen. And she lowers her hand off your face and back into her robes and looks over towards Ruth Day. Oh, hello. Are you a friend of Yardax? Yes, Ula Bryn. I uh, want you to meet Ruth Day. She's actually been helping me recently. She's helping me uncover some corruption in the city. Well, any friend of Yardax is a friend of mine. Nice to meet you. Ruth kind of nervously goes to shake her hand. Ula Bryn gives her a big smile, and she seems more at ease now. I feel like Ula Bryn is one of those women that are, like, not petite, but, like, thin, pretty older woman, like, but also scares you, like Helen Mirren. Yes. <laughs> yes, that's actually, yes, she looks like a very short uh, and a little bit hunched over Helen Mirren. I respect that. She begins to continue scooting down down the dock, looking all around at the city around her. Now, of course, in this area, it's mostly construction and shipping equipment, but in the distance, you can see the skyscrapers of the city. So, Ulubrin, is it really just a leisurely visit here, or did something else bring you out of the water? Well, I know, she flashes a slight smile, I know that you have been doing some diligent work up here, and I'm just making sure that you haven't lost your wet. What? What have I done? Oh, she was about to call me out for your domino. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what you've been doing. And I was like, oh, God, it's like your grandma finding out. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was going to be such a bad conversation. <laughs> she flashes a, a slight smile when you ask, oh, my young friend, I, I did want to see the service world, but you are more insightful than I give you credit for. We, uh, we have much to discuss. But first, I, I want to see more of your city. Where, where do you call home now? I do have a small cave here off the coast that I go into after a day's work, but I do end up spending a majority of my time in the city itself and at the Union base. Oh, excellent. You you must get acquainted with the people if you are to fulfill your duties as ambassador. Exactly. I'm attempting to do Atlantis proud and forge these bridges if we can. Excellent, my young friend. What? I didn't know if that was the way to word that. No, I like Forging it. bridges. No, whatever. You don't speak regular english for lack of a better i term. don't speak regular english well it's yeah. a terrible language honestly i think you are very eloquent but oh god <laughs> um, that's the first i've gotten of that yeah can i see union is this loud i actually feel like they might be really excited to have another atlantean come aboard especially one that has much more experience than i do shall we make our way there perhaps i'm trying to wager how upset they'd be if we just show up you know what? Yeah, definitely. Let's uh, go pay. What time is it? It's nighttime. No, no, no. We're talking like uh, probably around like two or three. Oh, I oh. thought you were saying that. I thought you were saying it was at night that we were sitting at this dock. Mm-mm. No, oh. I was going to say this has all been like middle of the day kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, that actually sounds like a great idea. If you want, we can head over there now. I would love that. And when you uh, when you say that, Ruth says... I gotta hit another gig, so I'll I'll see you later, alright, Yardak? Yeah, yeah, definitely, Ruth. Uh 
keep an eye out and uh, send me a message if you hear anything, and I'm always here. She gives you a tiny little salute, and Ula Bryn actually reaches out and uh, and clasps her hands. It was nice to meet you, too. And Ruth is a little bit like, uh, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want Ruth to be my Peggy Carter. Okay, meanwhile, back at Union Echo Base, Myra, you're walking up, or, well, I guess you don't really walk anywhere. You're rushing upstairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Phasing through stairs. Yeah. To see Gemini, who's just about recovered now in the hospital wing. Okay. You walk in, and she's just, like, kind of, as always, like, looking the coolest. True. (laughs) Just kind of, like, lounging and reading a magazine. All right. Hey, friend. Hey, Myra, good to, how, how's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty well. Am I wearing my suit? Can I be wearing my suit? I want to be wearing my suit. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, I'm going to say that you immediately changed and ran up here. Okay. It's going great for me. Obviously, look at what I'm wearing. And she look, looks over from her magazine and kind of looks she looks down and looks back up. Digging the threads. Frank made it? Yes, he did. Aren't they awesome? And it has pockets. Yeah, yeah, Frank knows what's important. <laughs> <laughs> so how's recovery been? Uh, I think I'm just about done. I was say, I think at this point I'm just waiting for the doctor get, to get back from her latest whatever to uh, give me the all clear, but I think I'll be back in the field soon. Sweet. I can't wait till we work together again. Yeah, hopefully it goes a little better than last time. Not yeah. that anybody, you know, not that, anything, not that there was any fault, just saying, like, you know, I'd, I'd like to not be in the hospital wing. Yeah, that's fair. Have you, uh... Have you been involved at all with talking to Han about uh about everything that's happened? I haven't been involved yet, but that's what I'm working towards. All right. Well, let's say I know that they got her. I know they got her locked up downstairs. I don't know what's uh I don't know what Frank got going on to keep her held, but it seems to be working. I guess. Yeah. Did you get a code name yet? Uh, I did, and it's the one that I've been hoarding in my head for months. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah, what do you got? Hyperact. What do you think? Nice. (laughs) Nice. Can you do me a favor, since, like, I'm not really supposed to leave, can you go grab me something from the mess hall real quick? Yes, I can. What do you want? Uh, chocolate cake, and... By the time she says, and, I've brought it back. Oh, awesome. Never mind. Forget anything else. (laughs) (laughs) And she starts, like, kind of chowing down on it a bit. I've just been so hungry lately. Hmm. Is that new? No, I mean, I just, like, you know, I always get spurts of it, but I'm just glad to, you know, be almost out of this place. So yeah, I can... it seems like a good sign. So, uh, should I call you by your code name too now? If you want, that'd be awesome. Makes me feel real cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hyperact it is. Sweet. Yeah, as I say, it seems to be the way it goes. A lot of, a lot of us start just taking on the, uh, the code name. I mean, Gemini is a pretty badass code name. Yeah, I, I as I say, but for a while, like I think you thought it was my real name. I did, but now that I know <laughs> that we get code names, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, I know, I know, Megan's nothing special, but like, come on, <laughs> Gemini's not like a real person's name. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is out of character. I was thinking this the entire time you guys were having a conversation in a previous game mm-hmm. about this. Like, is her real name Gemini? And I was like, we well, never asked her, but uh. also, who ha- who names a kid Gemini? 
I mean, tell that to Shannon Sossaman's daughter named Audio Science. <laughs> People make bad choices, I get it. Yeah. Someone named their daughter Apple. Who was it? I don't remember. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Northwest. I knew someone whose name was Ray Melissa and was literally like five relatives' names put together. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, and I said Northwest because that's Kanye's kid. Mm-hmm. I could believe Gemini. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so I think I'm going to take a nap now, but thanks for the cake. No problem. See you later, Hyperact. Have a good beauty sleep. All right, Yardak. Hit me. You and Ula Bryn have started to make your way through the city. How are you, uh, how are you getting there? Ula Bryn and I walk through the city for a little while, and then I show her the extravagance that is our subway system. <laughs> nice. All right. And also, she- I am fucking stoked she's here. <laughs> <laughs> and even more than yourself, she's getting some funny looks, mostly from the robes, because it really stands out in a crowd. You know, you've got these brown robes covered in blue runes. Yeah, well. She's just kind of taking in everything, and she looks quizzical and inspired and happy. And so you reach the end of the subway line, and you're able to walk a little bit. You're almost to Union Echo Base. When we When we get to this... Echo Base. Is there somewhere we can train and, and work, perhaps, in privacy? I'm not sure about private, but we'd have plenty of space. We can ask, and hopefully they can give us a room. Okay, good, good. I have much to show you, young one. And so you pull up to the security entrance of the base. Alright, Ulubrin, here it is. This is Union Echo Base. This is where I've been spending most of my time. And she... And she looks up at the building, you know, the top floors where there's, you know, the offices and the helipad and everything. And then she looks back down and she reaches down and touches the ground. Ah, this goes much deeper than you would expect. Yeah, there's a lot inside, way more than I was originally anticipating. And she stands back up. How do we get in? Well, we're welcome. We can walk right through the doors. All right, you open the door and there's the metal detector and the, you know, the agent working it and... He recognizes you and just kind of like waves the metal detector, like kind of giving you a little salute. Hey, George, how's it going? Yeah, going all right, Yardak. All right, you know, standard procedure. Give me one moment. You know, put the put the spear on the on the conveyor belt. Set my spear down. And he starts waving it over here. Yeah, it looks like uh, looks like Andrews is getting transferred to a desk job after everything that happened down in the uh, prison ward. Got a bit of a chunk taken out of him. He's uh, but he's going to get like full pension and everything. I mean, I guess it's worth the loss, but I mean, if he's also losing his position, who knows? Uh, it's definitely definitely less dangerous on desk work. I don't think this is going to happen to him again. I mean, here's hoping. He finishes waving the metal detector over both of you and says, all right, all right, you can go through. All right, all right, so that's the, per- that's the person our Emily put it, her hand through, right? Yeah. Yay, he's not dead. I wasn't sure. And George says, your friend got clearance? Ooh, is he allowed to know? she's an Atlantean? Um, I think, can you not tell? Ooh, I, actually, I'll just say, I mean, we look like people. But, no, you, uh, got, you got little fish gills on your neck, though. Call me <laughs> Gilmeck <laughs> one more time. Um, she's uh, actually a friend from home. Oh, and he gives her a little bit of a, of a bow. Uh, I'm sorry, pleasure, pleasure to meet you. And Ulebrin looks up and goes, ah, likewise. And she looks at you, Yardak, can we... Is there anywhere that is is well-suited for training purposes? Absolutely. We have a room here called the Holographic Hazard Intensity Chamber, which everybody around here just calls the horns. But uh, let's get a hold of Frank Dunlap and see if he can't give us access to the room. 
George looks at you and goes, just tap on the doors. Frank, Frank should be in there. So Oliver and I head over to Frank's office and we give a quick rap on the door. And the hydraulics turn and hiss as the two large steel doors open. And Frank's in there and he's kind of got like a little, it looks kind of like, like a more advanced welding kit kind of deal. And he's kind of just working his way through some things. Oh, hey, yo, Yardak, who's your friend here? <laughs> hey, Frank, uh, this is actually Ula Bryn. She is basically a mother figure of mine from back home. Ah, pleasure to meet you. And Ula Bryn just kind of smiles and nods at him. I feel like Frank would be a little bit more excited to meet an Atlantean. He's met one, he's met them all. <laughs> wow, okay. What uh, what brings you around here? I actually ran into Ula Bryn on the docks uh, while I was talking to a friend of mine, and she requested a little tour around town so i decided to bring her here and she was asking if we might be able to commandeer their horns for a little while he points the welding kit around he says yeah i trained a little too hard with Meyer today she cracked some of the things i mean i can i can get out of the way and let you use the space for a bit but it's uh you know it's it's not i'm not gonna be able to generate any holograms for you i asked little bren uh by any chance would we need holograms or do we we just need a space she kind of with a little bit of curiosity in her eyes looks around and says Oh, no, this will do. Okay, well, then I guess we're good to go, Frank. Yeah, you can just keep on doing what you're doing then. All right, all right. He says, and I'm sorry, what was what was her name? Uh, her name is Ula Brim. And she turns towards you. Yardak, I am here to show you something very important. I foresee it being useful in your future. Oh, uh, do tell. What do you What do you mean? She reaches into her robes and pulls some water out and kind of, swirls around into a ball above her hand, and then slowly clenches her fist, and it forms into ice. Ooh. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how Yardak would react to that, because me and I'd been like, oh, that's so cool. Puns. <laughs> <laughs> how would he react? That's a mild reaction. <laughs> I kind of stare at her with my mouth open for a moment. Ula Bryn, how, did, how do you learn how to do that? It is an ancient art, not shown to all Atlanteans, but I, well, as I mentioned, I have foreseen its value to you, and I believe you are well suited to utilize these skills. I feel, yeah, I feel like ice would have helped us immensely in many situations that we've been in. There are limitations to the ability. It is ice, after all, but it has a strength that can be useful at times. She throws the robes behind her. <sighs> She's wearing like a combination of like kind of the light breezy beachwear that you do, but also sort of the kind of leathery armor pieces that Yaradamo normally has. Okay, first step Not is... Not so frail, is she? <laughs> okay, the first step is to maintain position. I'm going to teach you the simple ways, so I'm going to have you, Yardak, you're going to roll a uh, water control. Uh, 18. All right, she strikes a pose with, like, one hand pointing towards you and one towards the air. From the robe, she is able to summon some more water. Sort of, like, waves it in front of you, holding it up. Now you take hold. I will the water over to me. Maintain the same pose I do. Okay. <laughs> and she brings the hands down in a clap, but even though her hands actually don't touch each other, you hear the clap of the water. Mm -hmm. You must sense the water becoming tougher, harder. You must will it closer together, molecule by molecule. I want to see you do it yourself. I give a, an attempt to recreate the motions that Ulubrin just did. 
And yours doesn't quite go to ice, but it does um, frost up very briefly. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right. You are making progress. Now I am going to attack and I want you to use it to shield yourself. I mean, I can already do force fields. But you're going to use ice. I So it'll be like an even stronger force field. Okay. Do I have to roll? Yep. I want you to do another water control roll. So 13. She strikes at you. Mm-hmm. And the frost is a little hardened, but again, not full on ice, so it breaks straight through. Okay. Again. That's even worse. <laughs> Nine. Let us reverse this. You try to form ice and hit me. Okay. Fourteen. I'm happy I'm getting all these shitty rolls out of the way now. So you are mildly successful. So what does that look like? I threw the ice. What, what should I call them? Darts? Ice lance? I'm asking, ice like, lance. what are you forming in this scenario? Okay, yeah. I create uh, an ice lance and try to throw it through her shield. And it doesn't break through, but it does embed itself into the shield. Excellent. Are you are you feeling it? Are you feeling the tension? Are you feeling it now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I understand what you're talking about. I can feel the water get denser as I use it. I'm not going to take it as easy this time, then. Again. For the sake of things, can I roll again? I mean, you have a hero point. Yeah, 13. So you form another kind of, this kind of kind of a frost bubble around yourself, and she is actually not even using ice. She uses a water whip to, to slice her way through it. Oh. I, got, I have to get my head in the game a little bit. It's getting worse. Gotta, gotta, gotta get your head in the game. <laughs> I am no mere conjurer of cheap tricks, Yardak. Ooh, spicy words. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you must, you must truly believe. You must, you must put your effort into this. You must put your all into this. Your soul, even. You're right, Ulibrin. All right, I got this. Let's do this one more time. Twenty-five. Ooh. She actually forms two, like, whips, but out of ice. Ooh. And they come in, but it actually smashes against your ice and doesn't penetrate it. Yes. I was going to be so upset if I got a one. Like, I was like, one last time. One. I would have been so mad. That's it, my boy. That is, despite the haste with which she was moving previously, she has now gone back to a bit of a slower pace. And she summons the robes back around her. Like, after Yoda's done fucking shit up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yes, that is enough for today. You have learned a great deal. Trouble lies ahead, but you will be prepared. Yeah, uh, uh, this is going to help immensely. I can't thank you enough, Ulibrim. And her eyes flicker for just a brief second to a bright white. Yes, this, this will help immensely. Ooh, she foresaw me kicking some ass. So what were the things that you're looking to improve on? I was going to say, we're... My, um... Well, the, uh, how many points would I need to put in for the ice? Is that just adding a point to my water? We're going to figure board? out the numbers later. I'm asking what is it you oh, want to be able uh, to persuasion, do? Persuasion, intimidation, and perception. Okay, okay. And so how much are you looking to put into those, roughly? Um, Really just because one point gives two ranks, so really one or two ranks each. Okay. And then I was, whatever I need for the ice, and then I was going to put like a straight stat into something like a base stat. And so what is it mechanically you want to be able to do with the ice that you can't do with the water? Make them more like projectiles, like not so much like missiles, more like how I called them earlier, ice lances. And 
increase strength with my uh, shields. Okay. This Intel Drop is brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Tobias Wesley, known publicly as the hero Aftershock, grew up in a poor rural town in Kansas. The son of an abusive farmer, he toiled to help keep the family business going, despite his desire to escape. The whole family would be in for a rude awakening. The tension with his parents came to a head when Tobias announced his plans to leave. The incident became so intense, it came to blows. Tobias's earth-shattering powers were activated by the stress. Causing the earth to shake and split open, the home was destroyed and the Wesley family were buried underneath. Only Tobias survived, traumatized by his actions. He fled his hometown, attempting to keep a low profile as he did odds and ends work throughout the United States. But his uncontrolled powers would flare up until recruiters from Union found him and offered to help him learn to harness them. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Pope Brandon Brownson. Looking for someone to make you laugh, plus creates original music and cool remixes? Well, the Pope of the Internet has you covered. You can find a link to their channel at masksandmayhem.com support. Ruby. Yes. Back at the apartment, you have just gotten off the phone with Sloan Matthews, and Rickard is putting his uh, coffee cup into the trash and kind of zips up his jacket. Yeah, Ruby, I think I'm, I think I'm going to get going. I don't want to distract you from editing. Okay, it was really good to see you. I'm sure we'll catch up when I get back, right? Yeah, definitely. You should uh, let me know as soon as you're back. Yeah, definitely. Don't you now? Don't you go forgetting about me? Oh, I won't. <laughs> Didn't forget about you when you were in a coma. <laughs> Do you actually say that? <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Just don't get into a coma this time. <laughs> no promises. <laughs> okay. Cute. <laughs> Agent Ricker just departed. Mm-hmm. And Bethany shuffles out again. It's out of your room, which is the room you guys are using for editing. You ready to, ready to get back to work? Uh, Yeah, definitely. All right. I, uh, I just finished backing everything up. Did, uh, Rickard, did Rickard leave? Yeah, he was just telling me that he's going to have to go away for a little bit. Oh, and he, you know, he wasn't coming to pull you on along with? Nope, just, you know, like wanted to tell me so I knew he didn't just disappear. Cool. Um, yeah. She actually walks over to the fridge and uh, pours herself a small, like, glass of whiskey. Okay, um... (laughs) Didn't we say it was like two in the afternoon? I mean, I've done that, so I can't judge. But, <laughs> okay, so you want to get back to work? Yeah, I mean, preferably with both of us keeping our head in the game. <gasps> Called out Shane. Also, I just want to say that that's also why I was like, ooh, when he first showed up, because I thought it was like middle of the night, and I was like, ooh, he's looking for his own nightcap. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway. I'm just going to be like, okay, um, yeah. I'll get back. I'll go back to editing. All right. And so, what abilities are you looking to upgrade for Ruby? So I was looking, and I was looking at maybe she's been like exer- like uh, a little bit more in like athletics. I say that she's been exercising just because I feel like now that she knows she's doing superhero stuff, she'd be like, hmm, maybe I should be a little bit more in shape. Okay. And which are we looking at? Like your strength score or your stamina or like more like your acrobatics ability or athletics ability? I was looking at athletics and I think I was was looking at athletics and maybe a little bit in strength. Okay. So you're going to be a little stronger and a little little more capable of handling some of the physical stresses. Yeah. Anything on advantages or powers you're looking to change? 
Um, we talked about like how we could change how I did the razzle dazzle, like make it so I could do it like an illusion and that at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So it would fold it in and make it into a, mm-hmm. a dynamic array, which yeah. means that it's even though it's pulling from the same power source, that that your core power, you'd be able to use both at the same time. Yeah. And I think the only other thing I was looking at was maybe um, my perception a little bit. But. So you've been kind of working out a little bit more and testing the limits of your abilities. Mm-hmm. The two of you trudge back into the bedroom and Bethany takes a big gulp of her drink. Okay, and I guess I uh, get started working editing. Can I just... I think you're supposed to try and find out what's wrong with Bethany. <laughs> well, I'm gonna... Uh, I guess I... W- I feel like there are all these opportunities and you're just like, okay, let me ignore. Well, I did ask and she was just like, no. It's been like, cut the shit, Bethany. What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, are you sure there's nothing you need to talk about? Bethany swirls the drink a little bit and puts it down on the table. I've been working on editing this scene all day, and I can't help but think about that on the day you put aside, the day you emphasized to me was so important, you disappeared, and I had to direct the hardest scene. Oh, I'm I'm really sorry about that. I can see how that's not completely fair of me. But it's not it's not just that time, Ruby. You 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 tell me that this project is so important to you and so important to us and, and you just keep disappearing and like you can't. You don't just get roped into these things. You choose to do these things. I see where you're coming from, but I guess I feel a responsibility that I shouldn't just use these powers to help me. I should use these powers to help the world at large. Yeah, I, I guess. And she finishes one big gulp of her drink and goes to put her headphones back on. You're just... You're not a hero, Ruby. You're just some girl who touched a meteor. <gasps> Razzle that dazzle. Chapter 7 Drowning Lessons Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd edition by Green Ronin Press. We are not affiliated. The show is written, produced, and shown the glory of public transportation by myself, R.C. Byler. This episode was brought to you by Rebel Cause, with additional support by Pope Brandon Brownson on Bandcamp. You can subscribe to us on Google Podcasts. It's a cool app, but we're also available wherever you can find podcasts. You can find us on Facebook at MayhemCast. We're always posting cool stuff from behind the scenes, and you should check it out. Like the show? Want to be included as an NPC? Well, you should tweet about the show using the hashtag MayhemCast, then. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com.